Coming up on this episode of Up For Debate, we're talking spring, and no, not the curly metal thing, no, the season spring, that kind of time between, you know, February, March, going through April, May, um, as as the, the snow melts and the leaves come back on the trees and the weather turns around. We're going to talk about all things spring, uh, fun facts, holidays, events, the weather, um, doing your taxes. We're going to talk about everything spring-related. On this episode of Up for Debates, so we hope you stick around because it's going to start for you. Hmm, how about right now? This is Up for Debate, episode number 51, recorded May 12th, 2016. Spring has sprung. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate. The show that takes its season seriously. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by uh, Mr. Uh, Groundhog Day himself, uh, Mr. Matt Mariani. Where's that shadow? I don't Where's know. Where's that shadow? I don't see it. You keep living the same day over and over and over again, trying, I, trying to, trying yeah. to hook up with Andy McDowell. Yep, but I just can't do it. You know, I, I was thinking the other day that yeah. it's kind of amazing to me that Groundhog Day hasn't been remade or had a sequel made. Um, because it's an it is an iconic comedy film. It's probably I, one of my favorite films of all time. I think Bill Murray probably went out of his way to to stop that from happening. Oh, I don't think there should be. But I think I'm just if if he had more creative control over Space Jam, that probably wouldn't be getting a sequel either. You know, I watched Space Jam a year or two ago after not watching it for a long time. I totally forgot he was in it. Yeah, what a weird yeah, moment in that movie. And so is uh, Newman from yes. Seinfeld. But it's just weird because Bill Murray comes in as like himself yep. and like makes yeah, jokes about how he was it. shooting a movie like the stage over. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's totally random. Very weird. And I think he saves the day in the end. He does. <laughs> as Bill Murray. As but Bill then again, Mur- he, he did the same thing in Zombieland. Yeah. Yeah, he it, did. Did, did. Yeah. Where he came in as Bill Murray. Yeah. And just was Bill Murray. And I'm like, all right, if you could just do that in more movies. I'm cool with that. Yeah. He's super meta. Uh, speaking of Groundhog Day, yes. just to rewind, I want to, uh, I want to, I guess this is going to be our first fun fact of the day, even though it doesn't ding, really ding, have ding. much to do with spring. Um, this, I, I'd actually, I remember watching, I was watching Groundhog Day on, um, it was one of those like pop-up video things that, uh, they didn't, it, it was like a little short-lived phase that it totally didn't, in my opinion, like didn't last long enough like it they they should have had more pop-up videos did you ever, I, did you ever see the, the when they did the uh, the brady bunch episodes yeah of course pop-up Pop up brady. brady man that was yep. great yeah that it wasn't it wasn't that great i missed that i enjoyed the hell out of those episodes and even pop-up video like the old pop-up video yeah with like the 80s and 90s videos and they did it for music videos yeah those were great I thought they were like cool. I get like, like half my fun seconds, facts from those. You had like a little interesting tidbit about the video. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I I don't know what happened to them and why they don't do them anymore. But the uh, I was watching a pop up video with Groundhog Day. Um, it was on like FX or something, and they were doing the pop up video. And one of the little interesting tidbits about Groundhog Day came from the beginning of the movie. Groundhog Day. The concept for Groundhog Day, um, I'm not sure if it was Bill Murray or one of the writers or both of them, were inspired by a Buddhist concept of um, of reliving the same lifetime 
in different mannerisms or in different like aspects until you achieve enlightenment. And they, they thought what would happen if they not, instead of reliving the same lifetime, if you relived the first, the first thing they were going to do was they were going to make Bill Murray relive an entire lifetime in a day. And then I guess start another lifetime the next day and the next day and the next day. Uh, there's a Star Trek episode called The Inner Light that kind of touches on that concept uh, for all the Trekkies out there. Um, but um, then they, they, didn't, they didn't go with that one. And they went with another idea where Bill Murray would um, eventually get bored of living the same the same day over and over and over again and almost become like a buddha like prophet and like basically reform the, the entire world like through his deeds uh and then they decided that that was a little bit too preachy for the movie and uh then they they kind of like hashed it out and it became the awesome movie that it is today it's I a can, pretty good movie i could watch that movie a million times yeah Totally. It, it, it never it really never gets old. It's a timeless movie. High hilarious. So uh yeah, that was that's my groundhog day yeah. fun fact. All right. Well good. Well we're getting into spring. We're talking about spring, Matt. Is there any any part of spring in particular you wanna you wanna start with? There's so many aspects. We've of course, did a similar episode about fall. Yeah. And we're we're continuing in the series. I think as awesome as spring is, I want to get some of the shitty things out of the way. Okay. Tell, tell me what sucks about spring. Because people always talk about, oh, I love the spring. <laughs> like, so tell them to shove it, Matt. What, what's, what's bad about spring? Well, we could start with the allergies. It's allergy season. Mm-hmm. That sucks for those of you who have allergies. Um, yeah. Do you have allergies, Sean? I do Are not have allergies. Allergy? You're not an allergy guy? No. No, I, I walk right up to flowers and trees and just inhale deeply. Um, I am I am invulnerable hmm. when it comes to allergies. So, sadly, I do not know what that feels like, but I hear it's quite unpleasant. Yeah, I, I guess I'm a mild sufferer of allergies. Not nothing too extreme, but I do occasionally get the stuffy nose in the morning. Sure. That only comes with the... Uh, wonderful spring weather um did you know that getting your nose pierced can potentially trigger a lifelong allergy to what to metal to no um (laughs) wait hang on that's that's bullshit that's not a thing what that's what this website says so how does but if i get my ear pierced it doesn't it's only your nose yeah. How that doesn't make sense. Because your nose knows, Sean. That no, Matt, that's like nose knows. That is not a that's not a thing. I don't <laughs> I'm really genuinely not convinced. I I don't know. I would you read this it. a snapple cap? I mean, come on. Yeah, don't don't you don't I I would believe that would happen. You don't uh Okay, you're the boss. Think that's plausible? No, I don't. Because the nose knows. Like, I mean, are you just gonna keep repeating that and hope I accept it? Be like, well, Matt, the eighth time you said it, I guess you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not an allergist. Then again, you know, science—you can't explain it. 
Can't explain it. No. What's your uh, What's your least favorite thing about the uh, spring? My least favorite thing about spring. Um, I would say. uh, Well, I'll give you two because I don't think either one's particularly good. But a. I don't mind during the summer doing yard work because I like being outside and doing some of that. But what I don't like is the winter to summer transition where everything is just wrecked from multiple feet of snow and musty leaves left over from the fall and um, all the work you have to do to get everything set up and and back up and running. And then the other one I would say is being uh, stuck inside at work during the spring because during the summer I don't feel as bad because it's like really hot outside and we have air conditioning but during the spring it's kind of sad because you go outside and it's really mild it's like the same temperature as inside and you're like I wish I could have been outside all day because my where I sit we don't have windows we just we just don't have windows I've gone outside and like everything is soaked and I'm like did it rain today I had no idea so you know I go in and it's sunny and I leave and it's sunny but at some point between it rains so um that that is a bit of a bummer when I like today I walked outside and it was like really sunny and super nice and I'm like oh shit I spent all day inside. Ugh. Yeah, that's a pretty terrible feeling. Yeah, that's why I try to get out like for lunch at least. But kids don't have recess anymore, do they? That's not a thing. That's a thing. They that's still have recess. Yeah, what well, you thought it went away? I, well, I thought they cut it for like just, standardized test prep day, prep or something. You they like, just go on their iPads. I thought, instead? I, I thought they like read books. But, you know, upped test scores. I, I don't know. I thought No Child Left Behind meant recess was left behind, but recess <laughs> is that is that not a thing? Apparently, the only thing we leave behind are there. But artery. you teach high school. High school kids don't get recess. They get clogged. I, I'm in a middle school, Sean. Are you? They get recess. Yeah. Middle school. I didn't get recess in middle school. Did you? I didn't either. These kids do. All right. So uh, you go to the Matt Mariani school for for lazy schmucks. All right. (laughs) It's recess time all the time. In Mr. Mariani's classroom. Um, Did you know the very first allergy was discovered in ancient Egypt? When it was noted that one of the pharaohs... Pharaoh Menes died from the sting of a wasp. All right. You know, Matt, I I believe you to be a smart and trustworthy individual, but I am not buying any of these facts. How? Why would you not that buy you, that? At least all that, of that sounded ma- – this sounds like one of – that sounds pretty plausible. You ever play this the game – Ancient Egyptian pharaoh died because he was stung by a wasp? That you ever play factor crap? Where you got to yes. tell the true facts from a fake. These all sound like crap. I'm saying crap. crap. I'm saying crap. Oh, ancient I mean, Egypt, they discovered allergies. No, what? <laughs> what? Uh, no. Why is that not possible? That's just, because I just saw everyone, ancient Egypt discovered everything. Like, I don't, I'm very, what are you eating there? I'm eating a pear. That's awesome. Hey. Hey, that's, that's, a, that's something fruit? cool. Fruit. You know, it's a great fruit. The cantaloupe. Did have we talked about melons on this show before? We haven't really addressed melons. Should we? I think we should totally address melons. There's no time like the spring. The spring is melon season. <laughs> it's melon time. You gotta do the melon time. So cantaloupe is great. Yeah. Honeydew. Yeah. 
Sucks. It's terrible. What a joke. That is a joke, Melon. Um, all right, all right. Because this is up for debate, I think we should have this debate right now. While I do agree with your assessment, the cantaloupe is the superior melon. We need the honeydew. And here's why. You can't have light without the darkness. <laughs> okay. You can't have a We're smile. We're talking about melon, you know, not, not philosophy, but okay. You can't have the circle without the square. Oh, Maybe my God. Maybe that's a bad analogy. But you can't have cantaloupe without a shittier version of the cantaloupe. So what you're saying is we wouldn't know how good cantaloupe was if we... It's kind of like having the ugly girl stand next to the hot girl. You don't realize how hot she is until <laughs> she's next to the ugly girl. exactly what the cantaloupe and the honeydew... It's honey the ugly friend. Equates. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, honeydew is cantaloupe's ugly friend. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah, so you put them both in the fruit salad, and you get a honeydew, and you're like, "Ah, now nah, that sucks." But that's what's you weird about honeydew. Left. Have you ever seen honeydew outside of a fruit salad? Uh, no, no, I haven't. I like, think I honestly what? think it's just kind of filler. Oh, it so is. But is it che- that much cheaper than cantaloupe? Why not just use it's cantaloupe not that as a it's filler? Cheaper than cantaloupe. It's that. You don't want too much cantaloupe in the fruit salad. It, that gets a little bit overwhelming. Mm, you want to mix. So you put in something crappy to dilute. You want to the... have at least, I would say, like four to five different types of fruit. Okay. And you can you can only really have two melons, Sean. Like you have cantaloupe and... Well, that's not true. Honeydew. That's, what that's... other melons can you put in there? Watermelon. No. You can't put a water. Were you crazy? Okay, hang on. Time out. You put a watermelon in a fruit salad. I realize. Hang on. I realize this is the spring episode, but I would like to discuss what makes a perfect fruit salad. Okay. What in Matt Mariani's world is the perfect? Let's say you can limit it to no more than six types of fruit. What is in a Matt Mariani fruit salad? Want to know a secret? What? The secret to the perfect fruit salad: banana. What? Banana. Get out of here. No, shut Gotta it down. Banana. Shut it here's, down. Here's why banana is such an essential member of the fruit salad. Okay? The texture and the taste of the banana is so Bad. unique. Bad. Okay, yeah. So unique. Uh-huh. Unique. That it's not, it's sweet, but it's. There's a control there. There's like an underlying control that the banana brings. It's like the fruit salad's going crazy. It's got like the cantaloupe and it's got the honeydew and it's got the pineapple and the grape and it, everything's sweet and it's super, super citrusy. And then the banana's just like, whoa, calm your shit. This can be good, but it doesn't have to get crazy. The banana is like... Is like is the, like the referee of like the no. I was thinking more like the James Dean of the fruit oh, salad. Okay, he's like super cool. The banana would be the one wearing like the leather jacket and being like Yo. the Fonz of the. It's the Fonz of the fruit salad. Hey, that's right. Um, that's a. I've never in my entire twenty five years on this planet Earth have seen or heard of a fruit salad with banana in it. Never, not once. I've eaten many types of fruit salad. I don't think you have, though. I think I like, could have listed if 20. If you haven't had in, a banana in a fruit salad, 
Matt, I could list you 20 fruit, fruit salad, salad ingredients before listing banana. That's insane to me. I've never thought of that. Well, now it's it's there. I guess it's you put it out there. So what else would be in your fruit salad? salad. I would put – I would actually – I like to add grapes to the yeah. fruit salad. Yeah. Definitely want to get some grapes. Um, you want to know another little secret for the fruit salad? What? You got to put some walnuts. Sprinkle some walnuts. But that's, Matt, that's not a fruit. You want to know another – you want to know another secret to the fruit salad? Take a whole bunch of ice cream and that, eat You're just making a sundae. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm so confused. Hot fudge. I, it's neither fruit nor sherbet. salad. I would definitely put some sherbet. And then you put that. a slice of pepperoni pizza on top, <laughs> and then you cover it in whipped cream. <laughs> then you dump motor oil on it. Boom, fruit salad. I mean, I don't, I don't. What are we even doing here? What a fruit salad. That's crazy. Now, I personally, my my fruit salad treat item that I like to slip in there is is watermelon. I do like watermelon in a fruit salad. I'll do a cantaloupe honeydew, watermelon, grapes, maybe. Um, maybe blueberries, depending on how fresh they are. Um, maybe strawberries. Um, maybe raspberries. It's going to depend on what berries are in season. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't put berries in the fruit salad. Um, that's just messed up. You put berries in a pie. Says the guy who wants to put, uh, walnuts and bananas. And walnuts. Who would not want to do that? At this point, you're like, you're you're closer to bananas foster than you are fruit salad. This is true. It's 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 moving along that that route, but bananas foster is great, and fruit salad is great too. So why not combine some of the uh, the greatness? Okay, all but right. But your concept with the berries, this sounds like a smoothie or a pie. Well, if you put it in a blender, it would be. Yes, a, a really a, a smoothie is just a blended fruit salad in a lot of ways. Now, fruit salad is it's pretty good for the spring. But in all honesty, that's that's more like a summer treat, isn't it? Sure, sure. But I feel like I mean, what's a food that's exclusive to spring? Because I feel like most spring foods are summer foods. I I, I have a tough time. Um. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a tough one. corned beef. When you think about it, no. I mean, when you think about spring, is it not just like? An early summer. Well, but that's what like I a think is summer almost. Because if you think about fall, which as we previously Fall's discussed, pretty distinct. It is, and it has a, a a pretty distinct beginning and a pretty distinct end. Yeah, but I feel like spring is a little less so defined. Winter. Obviously, winter is, has a beginning and an end. Sure. Summer, I would also agree. Well, but I, see, that's that's actually that's where the line is. The a little spring bit to summer transition blurred. is is vague. It's where it's a little bit blurred because. Spring really could just be an early summer, and yes. it could just be we could just have three seasons. It's I don't really get, and I'm it's glad a, more we're of a gradient. About this. In my research for spring, that I've done extensively to prepare for this episode, I I, I don't really know if there's a clear cut case <laughs> for spring to actually exist as a, as a season. Yeah, but I I feel like. S- but I, I will make the argument for spring. I feel like summer and winter are so extreme mm-hmm. that I feel like you can't just jump from one to the other. Like, I feel like there needs to be a season, but I I'm just, I don't understand why fall is so defined, but spring isn't. It's kind of weird. And I think... I think spring is really just defined by the end of winter. 
like it's not snowing anymore. It's raining a lot more now, but it's still sunny some days and you get all these really nice flowers. But those flowers are still around in the summer. Even there are even some flowers that only grow in the summer. You know, I th- like I would- fruit. I would say I think it's got a lot to do with the weather because if you think about the fall, right, in the summer, warm, 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 and there's a pretty noticeable drop-off into fall cool. Yeah. And the leaves change color, right? You're noticing a change pretty quickly, and it's definite, right? It doesn't kind of wobble. It's a definite you notice it. And the same from fall to winter where all of a sudden your days go from 55 degrees to 30 degrees and you start getting snow. Again, you can really tell when it changes. But for spring, there's so much back and forth. Last week here in Massachusetts, it rained all week long. Today, it was 75 degrees outside and sunny. This weekend, it's going to, uh, Sunday, I think it's going to hit like 45 degrees and be rainy. Yeah. So you know, I, I think it's because Crazy. it's just so all over the map, it's hard to really say we're in spring. Yeah. Or that summer has begun. Right. Exactly. It's- until you hit, you know, June and all of a sudden it's 80 degrees outside and you go, oh shit, summer's here. Hmm. That, that's how I feel. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to. Yeah, I think it's, I think it has more to do with the calendar having 12 months. Like you could have had, Say in a hypothetical world, there are fewer months. There's like nine months instead of 12 months. I don't think there's, re- there's really a solid argument then for spring to, to exist because then you could – those three months of springtime would be kind of indecipherable between like mild winter mild, – they would call it like winter's end or like mild summer starting. Well – um, I, and, and I agree. I won't get into the concept that the earth would still rotate in the same amount of time, even if we change the calendar, therefore the seasons would still exist. Um, and that's a whole nother argument, but I agree that if you wanted to get rid of a season, I think spring would be your top candidate. Cause I think you could get away with doing summer, fall, winter, summer. Well, yeah, that's what fall, I'm winter. saying. Yes. The, the winter would be slightly longer. To cover and up, and the summer like, would start earlier, days, and then the summer would would be earlier and have more days on that end. I think so. Yeah, I think that there, there's a pretty a pretty substantial argument. Not to mention that uh, this is kind of really just um, centric to uh, our part of the world, our corner of the world. That's Most true. or a lot of the of the globe kind of just has rainy seasons. And not rainy seasons, um, where they have like winter and then not winter. It's like normal weather, and then it snows a little bit. But it's uh, and with global warming, I mean, we may not even have seasons anymore. We're just gonna have hurricanes. It's just the world's gonna be on fire, and then it's gonna be all ice. <laughs> it's gonna be, you know, pretty extreme. So, yeah. um, I, I agree. Spring is a little funky but that doesn't mean things don't happen during the spring no we definitely i mean we as as it exists now there is a spring so we must talk about it so what's your favorite spring holiday because there's My there are many you you got your spring holiday you've got valentine's day you've got saint patrick's day you've got easter you've got patriot's day, day in massachusetts and rhode island you've got um 
Uh, Memorial Day, I guess, is getting a little bit into summer, but I think you can still count it. There's uh, what? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Father's Day, I guess, is really more summer. No, that's the summer. Um, there's um, isn't Arbor Day in the spring? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, a lot of holidays to choose from. Is there one in particular you? Um, or none of the above. Yeah, there there really is a lot of options. How about there's one you didn't mention. There's May Day. Oh, May Day, which I don't know May anything Day. about. Uh, there's kind of like two May Days, as far as I know. May there's Day, the, May Day. Yeah, there's that one. Actually, I guess there's three because there's that one. There's the um, the International Workers Holiday. Um, that I guess you just uh, in many countries you have off from work. Uh, and there's, it's like a, kind of like a union day and then like trade unions demonstrate and stuff. Um, and then there's the, like the quasi pagan holiday of May, of, of May day. Is that, that the one with they, the maypole? Dance around the maypole, yes. Yeah. Yeah. With the and ribbons and they, the, 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 the merry children. The British countryside. Yes. They don't still do that, right? Yeah. I mean. I think they do, but I don't. I don't know if uh, I don't know how big of a thing it is. I don't know. I know that it's it's definitely still goes around, and uh, if any of our listeners out there are uh, May Day enthusiasts, celebrants, <laughs> I'm gonna I say, think... as if our audience isn't small enough, I'm gonna say finding someone who is a May Day enthusiast, a May Day enthusiast, not very likely. I just want to know if there's a special type of food that is eaten on May Day. Oh, like a May-themed like May pie. Oh, sold. I love it. Or something. I like it. Uh, you know, also last week was a holiday. Um, it was Liberation Day in the Netherlands. Oh. Celebrating when they uh, liberated from Hitler. Oh. That's a worth. That's a worthy uh, holiday. Well, all my coworkers in the Netherlands got the day off, so... That's, I was like, uh, that sucks. They have like a thousand holidays in Europe. Man. But then I joked I'd with them. To... I go, I, it's because they have so much more history than we do. That's what That's what it is. They had a lot more things to get done. Yeah, a lot more. You know, we get July 4th and Memorial Day. Holidays. And they get, you know, 8,000 other ones. Hmm. There's a, there's a lot of holidays to choose from. In the spring, what would you say is your favorite holiday? Um, spring holiday. You know, it's hard for me to put a favorite on. I mean, obviously, I got to rep for Patriots Day because I'm from Massachusetts and our own little made up holiday in March. Um, but you know, I, I will tell you my least favorite. Can you guess my least favorite? Your very least favorite of, of all the ones we've talked about. I got to say, you're probably not the biggest. Um, Probably not the biggest Valentine's Day guy. Hey, look, I'm, I am, I am, I am an open book. Now, is that is that a spring holiday or is that part of the winter? Because that's in February. Um, if we're not going to count Father's Day, then we probably shouldn't count Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think I think that's. I was thinking that too. February that's is such a shitty month. That's watch what you say. That's. When my birthday is in February. Well, I didn't say you were shitty. I said the month well, of February. 28 days. My birth month. The weather is what? miserable. We've got, 
we've got the best birthstone, the amethyst. That is true. I I the can't argue with best that. Best birthstone. It's purple. Um, but you know there there's only Valentine's Day. No other major holidays. It's really short. It's very short. It's it's, it's short usually month. miserable outside. The nothing about February is fun except Matt's birthday. That's it. Of that's course. right. That that's what brightens up February. February and it is yeah. It's that's the the light in the darkness. I think you're the only person I know who's born in February. I need to know more people. Um, so <laughs> the um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I will say, you know what else is great about the spring? Since we're not really going anywhere on holidays, do you like filing your taxes, Matt? Uh yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that's, that. That's a big hallmark of spring. Because I like, uh, you know, I like doing my part. Contributing to, to society. You do it yourself? Yeah, I use the old TurboTax. TurboTax. Turbo. Is it really fast? Um, It's not, not fast enough to merit the name Turbo. That's <laughs> true. I mean, it's regular speed tax. It's rather, yeah, it's, it's quick. It should just be called quick tax. Quick tax. I did my taxes in 30 minutes this year. Is that like a record for you? I was hustling. But I was also nervous because I was drinking some beers while I was doing it. That's always, I mean, that's always something you want to do when you're handling taxes. I went back and double checked just to be sure. Because they give you all those, you know, yes or no questions about, you know, did you do this this year? And I'm like, eh, I say celebrate for when I'm done. Yeah, no, I do it during. I don't know if I'm bold enough to, uh imbibe while i'm handling finances what's the worst happens you get audited come on get audited <laughs> worth it. so worth it then you can just explain to the irs agent that has to sit at your house for eight hours but i was drunk and then offer him a beer <laughs> you want you want one? Oh my god a drunk audit that's even worse oh my goodness there's spring cleaning Spring cleaning is um, something on this list that I think kind of goes in the middle of the love-hate Venn diagram for spring. It's somewhere in the middle because cleaning sucks, but being clean is awesome. Well, I just think it's kind of it's kind of crap that we we pick one time of year to be exceptionally clean. When, no offense, you really should be, you know, they're like, oh, spring clean, that's when you really, like, move the furniture and clean. And I'm like, well, you should do that more than once a year. Like, that's kind of gross. That's, like, you know, uh, there should be spring cleaning and summer cleaning months. and fall cleaning and, you know. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah, spring cleaning is, uh, it's an interesting thing. Because then what if it's winter and you're, like, your apartment's, like, really shitty. Oh, don't even think about it. Don't then you gotta it. be like, Ooh, big no, trouble. I think I'll just wait. I'll just wait for spring cleaning. That's right. That's right. You're screwed. It, it's something that probably promotes. And a if lot you like trip and, and and spill something during summer, you're really in trouble because you can't clean it again until next spring. Yep. So gotta wait. you gotta wait. Be careful. Spring cleaning. There's no summer cleaning. No. God. Why would you clean in the summer? It's too hot. That's. I know. You'll sweat. The thing about spring also is like. When when do you put in your AC, your AC? Uh, not yet. Uh, hopefully no, in the next couple it's weeks. Still too early. It is. But at the same time, like you have a week like this where it's been rather on the hot side. But then this weekend it's supposed to turn back to getting a little bit chillier. Mm-hmm. I will also tell you too. What a New England thing 
put in your air conditioning. That's very New England. It's New England. I would just say it's Northeast. Or Northeast. Okay. That's, you, uh, that is acceptable. New York and New Jersey can jump in on that. As two guys who are, who are about to be Southerners, we're going to get quite used to right. Central Air. Central Air. I just I just bought electricity today uh, oh. for my new place. Uh, apparently, I had like over 400 electricity providers to choose from. Wow. Um, thanks, deregulation. Um, and uh, and so I had to try and figure out how much electricity I would use now having Central Air. But I got 100% renewable power, Matt. Wow, that's so, phenomenal. This, I'm pretty great, this guy. You're going to be the... That, uh, that means I get to leave the faucet on when I brush my teeth as much as I want now. That's great. And, and leave and, and not close the fridge when I'm looking in it. Yep. Yeah, you've earned that. It all balances out. I get to totally not recycle earned. my aluminum cans. Nope. Nope. You. It's, at a, it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card right there. Exactly. And the best part is, it's not even technically renewable energy. The energy company just buys renewable energy credits. Oh, that subsidize renewable energy for someone else. So, so it, it, it's kind of like carbon credits where it all averages out, but the actual electricity I will be using, some to 0% of it, but not 100% of it, will actually come from renewable sources. You are doing your part. Doing your part. Um, yeah. So anyway. You should just wear a t-shirt. Just wear a t-shirt that says, I'm doing my part to go green. And then on the back it says, are you, question mark? Are you? Yeah. Just be that guy. Be that, Why don't yeah. you just buy a Prius while you're at it? <laughs> In Texas, I get my ass kicked. <laughs> I, someone would break, get their big truck and just run it over. <laughs> Hank, Hank the Hyundai is bad enough. I don't know about a uh, about a Prius. Hmm. Now a Tesla. Yes. That's pretty sweet. Do they have any fueling stations in they Texas? Do. They do. They have them all over the place. I know they're all they're all um, a lot of them are up and down the West Coast, obviously. But no, they made a big deal about doing them across the country because of the whole theory that you know if you wanted to drive across country, you obviously don't have enough electricity. So they made them all, you know, like Wyoming and shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Ooh, doing our part. Um, yeah, so what else about the spring? You know what? You know what's really crappy about the spring, Sean? What? We're really hating on spring. I know. I, I, feel I, I was kind of surprised. This is the exact opposite of what I thought. I thought we were going to hate on fall, and we wound up like really giving fall. Oh, we professed our love for fall. We gave a lot of props to fall, and now we're like shitting all over spring. Yeah. And this is a season I thought we would both find awesome things to talk about, but uh, I got to I got to bring up another negative. It's that when you go outside, you go into the, that tall grass, walk around in the tall grass for a little bit, and you step on a gnome. Pokemon. I hate when that happens. Oh, Pokemon! You were gonna make a Pokemon reference. Okay, <laughs> that's that's even better. No, you you uh, you get all those little ticks all over you. Insects season. There's actually a bug flying in here because I got all these lights on, um, yeah. and he's banging up against my my uh, my light here. Um, yes, no bugs in the spring are annoying. Yeah, bugs in general, 
Specifically, we got those mosquitoes. Yeah. Ticks, of course. And the ticks and just horrible, like just the worst things. Mm -hmm. And they're dead and, and dormant in the winter, but they come out. They're back. Yeah. Do you have any uh, grotesque tick stories? I've never had a tick. I don't go outside, Matt. Yeah. You can't get a tick if you don't go outside. outside. You know, my lawn is cut pretty low, so that's about the extent of my outside. My my office doesn't have many ticks in it, believe it or not. Though we did have a mice infestation this winter. I came into work one morning... And there was a mouse scurrying along the floor when I came in. Nice. That was upsetting. One ate a one ate a peppermint patty that was in my desk drawer, but he only ate the chocolate and left the peppermint part in the middle. It was crazy. That's really strange. Yeah. But don't worry, we got the uh, exterminator. Killed them all. Killed them all. Sent them all to hell. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the spring. I, I really cannot believe we're struggling to talk about things about spring. Shopping for spring clothes? That's do people, no one of, does that. That's like not that. a thing. I do that. What no. Do you, mean? you don't shop. Yeah, for, it's like spring clean. You don't do that year round? You got you to gotta shop for spring clothes because what are you going to wear? Your warm stuff no. that you bought in the winter? Or you're not going to wear stuff from last year. What I, are you? Uh, that's so last year. I'm shopping. not disagreeing that you, you should still, buy clothes in the spring. I'm just saying I don't understand how that's different from any other season. It's different because the weather is getting cooler. I mean, warmer, but it's still kind of cool. So you can't wear like summer stuff, and you can't wear your winter stuff. But you and can wear you, your fall stuff. You you gotta you gotta go out and buy some like really fresh spring clothes. Like a you gotta windbreaker. Spring, spring a is a season fleece. to be fresh more than any more than any other season. The spring is a season for freshness. I disagree. In all in all aspects, I disagree. Freshness in your personality. Nope. Being fresh, like a Mentos fresh. I would argue. I would, fresh clothes. Fall is the time to be fresh. No. Yes. Oh, nope. absolutely. absolutely. Fall and, is the time to be crisp. You be crisp in the fall. You're what? Fresh. what? That's that's how it is. That's how fashion is. I'm teaching you fashion one on one. Okay. Now. Well, first of all, I do need fashion help. I mean, you can see Spacks I'm not really the, the bastion of fashion here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I... fashion one on one. Yeah, I You're... know you don't wear white pants after Labor Day. When do you ever wear white pants? Ever. Never, because I'm not a tool. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I don't really. I've never subscribed to to shopping in the spring and more or less than any other season it's but again season. i pretty much wear the exact same thing year round i wear button-up shirts and dress slacks every day and when i'm not at work i wear jeans or uh khaki shorts uh well not like khaki like a what like uh you know cargo shorts um and then i just wear the same t-shirts and then if it's winter i just throw a hoodie over them i, I mean i literally my closet is a joke you need a spring uh, wardrobe. I need help. Assessment. Bad. Indeed. Bad. Bad. We got to go on a shopping spree. I do like sh- Well, no, I don't like shoes. I don't even have that many shoes. I got my Nike, my Nikes. Well, I, I, I'm not a shoe person, per se. I'm not sure if I what? need more than one or two pairs of shoes, but what? I do like to look 
fresh. When you said you were a shoe person, I just imagined a man made of shoes. Shoe person. Shoe person. Run! It's shoe person! <laughs> I just picture <laughs> a person throwing shoes at people. He's like a bag of shoes. Like the worst Marvel villain shoe ever. Shoe-shaped. Like he battles Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I don't... Um... <sighs> what else? A lot of flowers in the spring. Yes. What's your favorite type of flower? I don't really like flowers. That's preposterous. I, I'd it's like sad, that's just, but that's just insane. Like, why would you not like flowers? I really don't. They're a hassle. Well, a okay. So let me let me break down why I don't like flowers because you asked. A, if I grow them, I kill them. Okay. B, if they are given to me, I kill them. C. I never grow or get them. Okay. Pretty much the three key reasons why I don't care for flowers. I can understand that. Um, but you don't like, I, I mean, you don't like to own flowers. That's, but that's fine. But what if you like saw a field of flowers? You're not moved by that? Well, I've gone to like the botanical garden kind of flower field kind of places. And those are okay. okay. I just don't, I don't, Again, Matt, a, a spring is a tough season for me because I don't <laughs> go outside. So, and it is primarily an outside season. So, you know that is true. I mean, when that's you why have, I love fall because you stay inside. You could stay inside in fall and and still experience fall. Actually, I would argue that's like at least fifty percent of what fall is is being inside because it's too cold to be outside. Mm-hmm. And, and it's nice. It's nicer than the winter because you don't go so stir crazy. Being inside, you're just kind of and the times you inside. do go outside in the fall are great. That's what it is. It's it's great inside and it's great outside. In the spring, it's great outside and kind of miserable inside. Yeah, you really don't want to be inside in spring. No, because I, I, I don't at least tonight before we started the show it was eight thirty p.m. on the east coast and it was still light out. It's still light out. I yeah. would I would like to be outside reading a book right now. Yeah, I mean as much as I enjoy doing this, but you get the idea. I mean it's beautiful. Um, but I, you know, you spend all day inside, but yet at the same time, we're still struggling to come up with nice things. I think that's the best book. You know what I, but see, that's a summer thing. What I love doing is I don't read books in the winter. I pretty much exclusively read in the summer because I sit outside and read, Mm. but that's a summer thing. Most of the things I like about spring are really things, hot dogs and hamburgers, grilling, love grilling. That's a summer thing. Yeah. That's a summer, but I'm grilling now. You, I mean, there's no reason this is you so can't confusing. grow. Spring. It's just not. It's just not like culturally right. The time to grill. You can still totally grill, and I, and a bunch. I guarantee you, you're not even close to the only one. Oh, of course not. Like no, as no, soon because no, no. I, I like to go out and grill as soon as it gets. Oh, cool, you would like, you would warmer. grill in the winter if you could. I know you, Matt. You're Absolutely. grill master, Matt. I mean. Uh, you don't. You can't let society tell you when it's time to grill and when it's not. Like it's always time to grill. As it's long always as you, grilling time. You think it's time to grill. Mm-hmm. It's when you got to grill. <laughs> you you grill, man. You grill. Um, yeah. So I don't. I guess so. Rain is is a kind of spring classic. I kind of like the rain in the spring, like spring and summer rain. I'm a big fan of summer storms. You know what one of the greatest joys in life is? Walking outside after it's rained and you just breathe in the smell of just 
fresh. Usually there's like that cut grass smell mixed with the rain. And and the air is is cool and it's very dry because it's just rained. And you just breathe it in. Yeah, I, I totally get that. That I do I definitely love. get that. That's a that's a great feeling. And that's a spring classic. Because in is the summer it's usually muggy and and it's ruined your barbecue and you know, nobody likes rain at that point, but yeah, you're usually outside doing something, enjoying life, and then all of a sudden it rains, and you're like, "Well, I guess I guess we got to run because the rain is usually like a downpour in the summer." Mm-hmm. I still think there's something to be said for summer storms, but that's for our summer episode. As for the spring, uh, like yeah, like the uh, little April showers, pretty nice. Although the downside is they make my lawn grow like crazy, and then it's a nightmare to mow it. So I was really bitching pretty hard this week um, that everything was really out of control. Fresh cut grass. Fresh cut grass. Nice. I, I do like, but I feel I'm starting to feel like that's more of a summer thing. Because half the half it's the spring you don't cut your grass. Really, you don't start cutting until late April. I think that's that's one of those things that falls in the category of both. Yeah, it straddles the line, sure. And the summer, and it's another argument for why spring is just basically an extension of summer, like early summer, pre-summer. Pre, maybe we should just call it pre-summer. I think you kind of you you kind of could because it's not really post-winter. It's really more pre-summer. It's more pre-summer because it's not snowing anymore. Thank God. Mm. And it's uh, it's uh, it's a time really to prepare for the activities that you're going to do in the summer, like spring training and baseball. There's spring cleaning to get your house clean so you can buy a whole bunch of shit in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're warming up the grill and getting it ready so you can grill in the summer. Everybody's like taking the tarp off their pools, but it's still too. I guess too cold to go in the pool. I don't oh, know. Man. I don't own a pool, but yes. a lot of people are doing that. And but you're getting it ready, so it can be ready for the summer. It's really, it really is in, in every sense like a pre-summer. Well, I think part of the thing that's at least throwing me is that we didn't really have a winter this year. I mean, there yeah. was there was all virtually no snow. No. Um, and it got cold, but not like last winter where it got like some extreme cold days. I mean, it was really, as terms of, you know, New England winters, Northeast winters, it's, it was pretty mild. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, you don't notice the transition into spring, but you do, you will notice once, you know, summer will hit you in the face. Yeah. Um, a little bit. It did for me this week when it started hitting these 70 degree sunny days. Yeah. I think uh, spring is finally here. Took a while, but spring kind of never, I mean, it kind of, in a way, it almost started really early because we didn't have that that winter, like you said. Matt, spring will always live on in your heart. That's right. Spring is not a time. It's a feeling that you feel in your heart. Yes. The state of mind. It sure is. Um, I think we have talked spring to death, and we are running out of time. I did want to take a minute on uh, this evening to discuss our um, not our spring movie draft, but rather our summer movie league, um, where we have drafted some movies and we've got an update since the last time we talked. Matt, would you like to hear how things are going? 
I am on the edge of my giant ball. Yeah, please don't do that. You will fall. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> concerned. Um, let's see here. In fifth place with $16 million, uh, all from Keanu Colby in last at the moment. Um, in fourth place with $41 million, all from the Huntsman Winter's War, Mike. In third place with $84 million from the Boss and Mother's Day, it is you, Matt. In second place, with $224 million um, from Hardcore Henry and, of course, Captain America Civil War, it is Dan. Which, by the way, Matt, did you get to see uh, Civil War? Still haven't gotten oh. to see it, Sean. I plan on seeing it um, mayhaps this Sunday. You have got to go see it. That's all I'll say. Off okay. the charts. Um, and in first place, with $292 million, all from The Jungle Book, it is me! All from The Jungle all Book. For, I am... I expected 200, and it's going to top 300. Wow. Uh, I am flabbergasted. I paid $9 for that. That's that's it. That's the steal. That's the... It, it, we talked about what the Dark Horse movie was going to be. I think that I think you got it. I, and honestly, the way Captain Less America... The, the way Captain America's trending, mm -hmm. it is not... Because we talked about this last week, right? Where, yeah. you know, it's, he's going to need $600 million minimum out of that to win. It's trending to hit 400. Wow. You know, I, I will, and I'll get 300 out of a movie I paid $30 less for. Absolute steal. So I'm, but like I said, that'd be even my expectations. See, yeah, that shocked me because I thought the Jungle Book was going to tank. I mean, it really, it's not, it's not that popular of a Disney movie, the cartoon. Right. At least I don't think so. I, I don't think, I wouldn't even put it in the top three. Uh, I wouldn't even put it in the top five of Disney films. Well, to be fair, that is some of the time when we were born. Cause, because yeah. Jungle Book was way before we were born. Yeah, that was like... You the, know, we, we, we're our generation's more fond of The Little Mermaid, The Lion King. You know, the, the movies of the time we were... You know, Aladdin. I'll, I'll just rep for The Jungle Book a little bit. But I agree, it is old. And it is a story that has been told a lot. But you know what I think... I, I give Jungle Book two things that really, really worked for it, worked in its favor. One, I think people are, I think it's the same reason Avatar did so well. And some of these, the visual effects movies, I think people were genuinely interested in the different style of the film. And that's why I think Disney is doing, they're doing a live action Little Mermaid movie in another year or two. I mean, I think people are really attracted. They did that live action Cinderella the other year that made a bunch of money. So I think people are interested. The other thing too is... And this is what it bothers me about some of the movies that are coming in the draft and some of the past ones, too, is the marketing push. The marketing push for Jungle Book was outstanding. They were all over the place without being in too many places. And there was a genuine buzz about it that some of these movies have not had. So, yeah, uh, you, you got to give a lot of credit to the marketing team on that one. I think they, they did a, a, uh, a heck of a job. Well, and I, I uh, think. That's partly, I can't explain it otherwise. I think that's partly what hurt movies like The Boss and um, and uh, Keanu. I don't think they had big marketing pushes. Huntsman Winter's War did. Um, but but really, The Boss and, and Keanu were, you know, way lighter. Did, and that, uh, yeah. Did um, uh, Hardcore Henry. That didn't get any... No, well, no, that got no promotion no, at all. But no that's promotion. my biggest panic. So I'm looking at my slate. Alice Through the Looking Glass is like... I'm panicking because it's two weeks out and what little marketing there is looks awful. It does yeah. not look like a good movie. 
Um, so that is a big concern. That and the the mixed early reviews for X Men Apocalypse. But Matt, you have the only movie coming out this weekend. Um, yes, Money Monster. Money Monster, and 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 uh, what, do you have any expectations for how you think that's going to do? Um, uh, I'll I'll say it's gonna it's gonna make. I think it'll top. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lowball it, and I'm gonna say probably like sixty to eighty. You know, Matt, I was looking at some numbers before we got on the show. Let me just say the boss did 60. Yeah. Um, and your other movie so far, Mother's Day, has done tw- about 25. Yeah. I-, I was looking at some projections for Money Monster, and I was really thinking about it a lot. I think this movie is going to outdo expectations. I, g- I genuinely do. I think the time it's coming out, I think the marketing has been great. I want to see yeah. it. To get Mark me in the theater to see a George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie, you got to do a damn good job. So yeah. I think, I think you could, I'm not going to say easily, but I'm going to say likely top a hundred. I, I really do think so. I don't know how much higher you get. Maybe 120. I think 150 is really pushing it, but I yeah. think you could top a hundred. And for you, Matt, that would be huge. Because I think, t- to be honest, I think Mother's Day you know, at 25 and even the boss at 60 are kind of a little short of, I think, I think, I think that could really put you back in the running. I got to say the boss, that's around where I thought what I thought for the boss. And that wasn't really a very, when I going in, picking that up, I didn't think it would do a lot. And mother's day, I, I got to say, I'm a little surprised it didn't do a little bit better just cause it's mother's day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I also don't think it, it helped. It didn't really get any promotion whatsoever. Oh, none. No. Um, basically zero promotion which is fine i my ace in the hole that i'm really looking to produce from is angry birds angry birds and i think i think the warcraft movie is really one of those that's either going to do super well or it's going to tank and it's that's a little bit of a gamble and i would even say i paid 15 for alice through the looking glass you paid 16 for warcraft i would trade those in a heartbeat i would take warcraft over alice any day um and there's some other 15 dollar movies that i would um, it, Colby got Independence Day Resurgence for $15. I'd rather have that. So, you know, in retrospect, I, I thought it would do better because the original Alice in Wonderland did so great. But I think it's just been too long and the marketing push is too light that I, who knows? I could be totally wrong. But I, I think I think, Matt, you, you took the right gambles because I think Money Monster was a gamble. Yeah, I think I Angry so. Birds movie, I think, is going to do extremely well because that's had a huge marketing push. Um, Warcraft, I have no idea. I, I think, I think it's going to be successful. And you got Life of Pets as well. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. You know, which to me is a total toss up, but could do well. That got a lot. I mean, going back to like, you saw trailers for that, like last year, like last spring, like Mm -hmm. they've been promoting that for a while. My Um, concern is you're only, you're about four weeks out from finding Dory which could, believe it or not, still be strong at four weeks. Um, and children's movies traditionally don't do as well later in the summer. And you're at that point, you're already in the second week of July, which is late for a summer movie. So you know, people are on vacation, and it's a tough time of year for kids' movies. That's why you don't see many that time of year. Right. They want their kids to be outside at the, you know, the pool and the barbecue, not inside of a cold, clammy 
cell phone free movie theater. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so we'll have to see. Like I said, go see Money Monster this weekend. Help out, Matt. I might. Go for I it. I probably won't. But I'd like to. I'll see it when I... The problem is I don't go to theaters. I just wait till they come out, you know. Yeah. Just to be honest, that's that's a movie I probably would wait to see on Netflix. I'm not dying to go see Money Monster, but... Right. But I'm excited to see it. But I think, yeah, I think it'll do fairly well. Um, Really excited to see how Angry Birds will do. You know, to be honest, I actually kind of want to see it. The marketing I, has been effective for me. Now that I'm, again, not dying to see it, but I would definitely watch it if it were on, like, Netflix or something. I kind of want to go see the Warcraft movie. I, and I know I know little to nothing about World of Warcraft. I so want to see the Warcraft movie. The trailers seem pretty cool. Like, It seems like a good... get into that world. It seems... It seems like a good... Okay, so let me ask this, because this is totally unrelated to the draft. Did you see the Assassin's Creed trailer that dropped today? Uh, I have not checked Because you out. played those games, right? Played them all. Okay. Uh, go A, go watch the trailer. But B, I am very concerned after watching that trailer. Okay. Because it looks like, you know, they A, they do all the scenes from the video games with, like, the, the, the knife cuts <laughs> and, like, the jumping off the tall tower into the, the hay. Like, they do yep. all the stuff from, you know, jumping around the buildings. Great. The story part looks awful. That's insane. Yeah, it, it looks because and then it's like some of it you can tell doesn't really follow with the game and they have the animus part too. Yep. With, and it's like it looks like a movie that is really great for people who played the game. But if you didn't play the game like most Americans, you're yeah. going to be so fucking confused. If I was going to say a story like that, they really have to keep it simple. I'm very it looks it's like it's got to be. It reminds me of the simple. reminds me of the Prince of Persia movie. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. I was say that. Where visually it was kind of cool and the action was cool, mm-hmm. but the acting and the the story were not great. Well, it would make sense because that's uh, Ubisoft. Exactly. They made the Prince of Persia games and they made the Assassin's Creed games. Exactly. And Same, I think uh, company. And I think that's the hard part about taking a game into a movie is you have to get the story right because video right. games traditionally don't have strong stories. Not not in all cases, but Warcraft is a good example of one that does have a strong story. Um, yeah. It's got a very long um, fiction background. And I think that's definitely starting to change uh, the direction of video. As video gamers mature, um, people who grew up on, you know, crappy stories but really cool action and stuff don't really want that anymore. They're, they're getting – their tastes are being more refined and sophisticated and now you have games like um, – the, uh, the Last of Us. Uncharted is a great one. I'm surprised story. they haven't done a movie yet. Uncharted. There's there's tons of games out there where the story you see the stories are really starting to to be more important, be more central role. But, but Assassin's Creed is totally not one of them. And like Halo, I think is a bad movie. Yeah. Because to be honest, Master Chief, he does a he doesn't have a face, which is a big problem in a movie. But B, I mean, how much personality are you going to get out of the guy? I I don't know. I just I wa- when I was watching the trailer, I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool." And then I got to the end, I'm like, "Wait, that didn't make any sense." Yeah. <laughs> so, got to keep things like that simple cuz there's there's a lot of like background noise going on. You really got to for especially like going back to Assassin's Creed, it's got to be this guy gets plugged into a machine and he gets to live the memories of his ancestors. Honestly, all that I, other crap about the pieces of Eden and all that, just that's meant for the comic books and the games. Don't I just wish they had completely but they should have completely cut out the animus part. To be honest, that wasn't the fun it. part of the game. 
They didn't need it. No, just set it in that time. It's just the yeah. It's, it's the story of the assassin. assassin. The assassin's uh, little group and fighting and his the quest, tablet. and he's got to kill the bad guy in the end. And there's a ba- yeah. a bunch of battles in between, and like it's not hard. I don't go watch the trailer. It is like they weird. don't need that animus. No. I agree. Like just leave it out because it's gonna it's gonna. I still don't people. understand the plot of those games. So. Yeah, no. I, I, every time they make a new one, it seems like they don't understand it either because they just change shit and invent shit on a whim. Although I hear Syndicate is very good, which is the uh, yeah. The I haven't. You know what? I haven't played that one yet. I have it. It's sitting in my Steam library. I took a nice long break after playing Unity, the mm-hmm. one that's in the French Revolution, and I haven't picked up Syndicate yet. The only thing is, that they, 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 they become. So many side missions. They're such long games. Yeah. They, um, and, and there's so much collectible crap in it. And the collectibles are what, what gets you. Because that's mm-hmm. just so, like, I don't have time for that. I have a job. Like, maybe if I were 10 years younger. But <laughs> no more. Hey, summer's coming up. You'll have some time. You just got to mash X and he kills everybody. And that's then the idea. Get to that. That's a movie I'd watch. Uh, so if you're interested in following along with the movie draft, you can do so all summer on our website, upfordebate.tv slash draft. Um, and also follow us on Twitter, because I tweet out updates on how everyone's doing at TV. Matt, we are out of time for this evening. Um, I see you're out of coffee. I'm also out of coffee. Um, so we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, thanks, of course, everybody, for joining us out there. Uh, we appreciate you doing so. You should go to our website, because we have everything there you'd ever want to know. Uh, that website, of course, up for debate. Dot TV, Go there. All of uh, past episodes, audio and video as well. Um, and what's great is you can click this uh, this awesome subscribe button um, where it gives you everywhere you can listen to us, including iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, RSS, and of course, in most major podcast apps, including Overcast and Pocket Casts, as well as where you can follow on Twitter, which I just mentioned. Also on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash up for debate. Uh, and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash up for debate TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube for the video version, which is a lot of fun. And email us at upfordebatetv at gmail.com um and wow i forgot i did this um and matt refused to give me a photo for the website so (laughs) i went ahead and just picked one for him excellent and you can go to upfordebate.tv slash about us to see more um very good uh i think that's everything we're gonna be back next week with more exciting content tbd you should also by the way check out gamenights.tv and watch us play dungeons and dragons but that's another story for another day nonetheless we've got to wrap up so on behalf of matt this is sean thanking all of you for joining us and hopefully um actually i'm pretty optimistic we'll see you next time on another episode of up for debate